This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Throughout the nation and around the globe, from his heart to yours, it's Dear James Live on the radio. Here on the Contact Talk Radio Network, bringing you intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dear James Live on the radio, here on the Contact Talk Radio Network. I'm your host, Dear James, and today we are covering the power of intention, and that is a powerful and potent topic. Um, as you, if you've been following along for the last few weeks, we have been covering the Power of series. And the Power of series covers the power of permission, the power of gratitude, the power of forgiveness, the power of intention, and the power of surrender. Next week, as we go into the show next week, we are going to add an element to that, which is called Gratitude 2.0. Um, after the Power of Gratitude show that aired a few weeks ago, uh, we learned a lot about humanity and us as a people and as individuals. And so I brought around a panel discussion for Gratitude 2.0. So that'll be happening next week. So I'm very excited about that. But getting in today, into today's show, The Power of Intention, I wanted to go over a couple of things. So I've got some quotes and a definition, and I want to lead into the show with that. And talk to you about that. The first one is your character is your fate. And I want us to just sit with that for a minute and really understand that very simple quote. Your character is your fate. The reason that is so powerful is because it is our intentions, our actions, our perceptions, our beliefs in life that shape our character. And from that, our character shapes our fate. And you'll see how the power of your intention shapes your character, which in turn shapes your fate. Very, very powerful. The second quote is an ancient teaching from the Hindu Upanishads. And it simply states, you are what your deepest desire is. As is your desire, so is your intention. As is your intention, so is your will. As is your will, so is your deed. As is your deed, so is your destiny. So you can see where I'm going with this. Your character is your fate. Your deepest, your deepest desires are your intentions. Your intentions are your will. Your will is your deed or deeds. And your deeds are your destiny, i.e. your fate. And so in all of this, we are creating every day our destiny. And by all means, there are things along the way. I'm a true and firm believer that many things are... Um, We've chosen things to experience as we, as we come into each lifetime. 
yet how we experience them is up to us. How we, I always kind of say life is a dance. You show up at the dance and your free will is how you dance. And you can choose not to dance, i.e. you can choose to be at the dance and just sit, but you're still at the dance of life. So it's all of these elements that are culminating together to show us that our characters, our fate, our intentions, what we intend every day, large and small, those intentions shape and mold our experiences. They shape and mold what our destiny will be, and they shape and mold the life that we will experience. So those are really for me, very deep and moving elements on why the power of intention is so important. As I said to you um, in the five-point star in our foundational life elements, the intention sits at the top of the star. Why? Simply because it's how we lead our lives. That's the intent. How do we intend our lives to be? How do we intend our interactions to be? with ourself, with others, work, colleagues, friends, family. It's our intentions. Intentions are underlying every single aspect of everything we do. So very, very profound and uh, big topic, but fun topic. Um, and then I want to lead into an analogy for all of you. Um, think of your intentions, pure intentions, as primary colors. And the primary colors are red, yellow, and blue. You can't get to any other secondary color or tertiary color, i.e. three colors, if the primary color, the pure color, isn't there first. It comes first. And as you all know, White is a combination of all colors, and black is the absence of color. But you start with the primary color, red, yellow, blue. So if your intentions are pure, then the resulting act is a combination that you marry your intention, your pure intention, with willful action. That willful action results then in what I'm looking at or giving you an analogy of, of a secondary color. Red and yellow is orange. Red and blue is purple. Yellow and blue is green, and so on. You see how by marrying two purities, and in this sense, pure intention, with willful action, you arrive at a secondary color or a secondary opportunity. Once you've kind of mastered that and you've put those together, you then have this ability to visualize, to here's my intention, my pure intention, here's my willful action, and then you marry it with this ability to visualize, to feel what that would be like. It's not enough to just say, I want something, and then leave it there and say, well, the universe should provide. That's not how it works. You have to take that pure intention, marry it with willful action, i.e. start doing. If you're, if you're wanting to be 
in the opera or you're wanting to have this next great job or you're wanting to have that beautiful home that you've been wanting. The action, the intent is to, I intend to live in this home. The action, though, is to start willfully placing that home or that job or that career, whatever it may be, you start surrounding yourself with it. And I know people get stuck a little bit. They, they start going, hmm, wait a minute, I don't understand how, you know, how can I have that, you know, half a million dollar home if I, if I don't have the means, I don't have the job, it's not my... Well, if you start saying, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have, it can't, it won't, that's exactly what you're going to get. It won't happen. However, if you turn and say, wait a minute, with great faith, and my intention is to be living in this place or to have this job, and you start marrying that with willful action, start looking, say it's a house, let's use that. It's a house. Start looking at where's the neighborhood? What's the house look like? What are the features inside of the home that you want? Does it have a hot tub? Does it have this beautiful landscaped backyard? What does it have? That's your action. That's your willful action. And then from there, start marrying that with the visualization of the fact that you can feel what it's like to live there. You can smell it. You can see yourself with your family at the holidays, having your, you know, your Thanksgiving holiday there. You can see your kids growing up there. You, but you have to authentically feel it. And in the feeling part is where I'm calling the, the tertiary colors. That's where you're mixing three colors. So you have to start out with a primary color. It comes to a secondary color. And then you can mix those secondary colors with other colors. You're mixing three colors. And you end up getting tertiary colors. Well, imagine how many colors there are in the world. And you get where I'm going with this analogy. When you combine all three elements, the world is before you. The opportunities are before you. That's, that's how it works. So it's marrying these things. Now, before I came on the show, my producer, Bob Barb, said to me, well, talk about or explain how to let go of something that you want so badly i.e. there's an intention to want something, but where is the ability or how is how do you let go of it so that as to not choke it, if you will? And therein lies kind of the fundamental um, principle of faith, which as as we've talked about in the previous shows, faith, the power of faith and the power of now sit at the very top. They're kind of like the light shining above the star. So when you realize that you've intended your pure intention, you've married it with willful action, and you've then visualized and felt it, really wrapping yourself with it, then let it go. And when I say let it go, trust, know, have faith that it's going to come to you. You don't have to intently focus upon it and become um, obsessed about it. That's a killer. The point is to just keep visualizing and feeling it, keep seeing it, and know that it's going to come. And what you'll notice, what, pardon me, what you'll see is that as you start doing this, 
big and small things will start happening in your life. You'll actually start seeing these intentions. And, and I do recommend that everybody start out, just try it out with small intentions. See how I intend to have a beautiful day today. I intend to encounter happy, positive people. I intend to kiss my children on the cheek before they go to school today. I intend, uh, I intend to get a great parking spot. I intend to have a safe journey. When you intend, those are small, easy intentions. Those things are easy to do. And watch what happens. I mean, but you've got to be authentic about it. You can't just be like, yeah, I intend to have a great day. That's great. That sounds wonderful. Well, as you can tell in the tone of my voice, what was the real intention under that? The real thought and intention under that was, I don't believe it'll happen. So you have to be mindful of what are your real intentions? What are your real thoughts and feelings behind your intentions? That's huge. Because if you just say or pay lip service to, I intend to have a beautiful day, you're not going to have it. What you're going to have is exactly what your real intention was laying underneath of your statement. So lots to cover on the power of intention. We're going to open the phone lines to take your calls live. Um, have the courage, as I say, to call in. The phone number is 877-230-3062. And as you call in, call in about, you know, you can have a statement. You can make a statement. This is where I am in life. This is what's happening with me. Um, and let's see how it plays out and where it takes you in this discussion about intention. They're all powerful. Each one moves you forward. And that's the whole point of this Power Of series. The Power Of series is to illuminate inside of you an awareness, an opportunity, a way forward. That's what this series does. And the power of it is transformation. You transcend old beliefs, old habits, old patterns. You start seeing how your actions really matter. Your thoughts matter. Your words matter. Your intentions, most of all, matter. Because your intentions set the tone for your actions, your words, your thoughts, your beliefs, the whole shebang. So there's an, a powerful, powerful opportunity in the power of intention. Set them right. Set them every day. Set them daily. And that will take it all the way. So we're going to go to a quick commercial break, and then I'm going to take uh, Jennifer from Paris. So we're going to go to a quick break, and then when we come back, again, it's Dear James Live on the radio here on the Contact Talk Radio Network. And we are talking about the power of intention, and we are taking your calls live, 877-230-3062. We'll be back after the break.
desire to be more consciously enlightened is innate. Do you feel there's more to life? If so, find the resource that's right for you by going to dearjames.com slash resources. You are the reality you create. Make it a great one. When you ask a question, the universe hears you, and in a multitude of ways, they seek to communicate with you to provide the intuitive insight, answers, and advice you seek. From serious to silly, monumental to mundane, there's nothing the universe can't cover. Maybe the insight you receive is exactly the affirmation you were looking for. Then again, it may just give you a whole new perspective on things. And that's the beauty of the universe. Submit your question to Dear James at DearJames.com and click Ask. Available for private, individual, group, and corporate consultations, Dear James will provide you with the intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions. Schedule your consultation by going to www.dearjames.com and click on Consultation. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Dear James Live on the radio. Today, we are talking about the power of intention, and I want to go immediately to Jennifer in Paris. Hello, Jennifer. How are you? Uh, hi there, James. Um, how are you today? I'm very well. How are you? I'm fabulous, actually. I'm a little nervous because I've never called into a radio show before, so... No problem at oh, all. Yeah. Take your I time. I hope you'll be patient with me. <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to say, before I ask you my question, I wanted to um, just say that um, I've been following the shows, and um, I wanted to say thank you because you have um, kind of hitting right at the right time for me in life, and you've given me a new vocabulary to pinpoint really what I've been feeling lately, and so thank you for that. Uh, thank um, you. Thank you. And I wanted to kind of hone in on the intention thing in regards to the fact that, for me, it feels very frightening. Um, can you hear me? Yes, absolutely. Okay, great. Um, it feels very frightening because um, I think that when you start to verbalize these things, these intentions, um, I think it, it kind of, for me in any case, it pulls up a, a, the, the, what I call the fear flag. Um, right. You know, what if I really want it and I don't get it? Or what if I... You know, I put everything that I possibly can into it, and it doesn't happen. What if I fail? You know, uh, um, and yes. so I kind of, I kind of have a, a double question. That first, that first part of it is just about like maybe you can give me some advice about how to visualize and see failure as a potential part of it without being so hard on myself. Right, right. Okay. And the reason I'm asking you that is because I have a tendency to take on too much. And to have very, very many intentions, actually. And so maybe you can um, help me understand kind of how to focus on what the most important one is at any given moment. Okay. Well, let's start with there, and then, and then. Uh, so what I'm getting right away is in, in your question, 
what you were what we're talking about is this you know this is fear and failure and right. with intentions and the interesting thing about that is what you're becoming aware of is your infinite power and if you think back from the point of being a young child all the way forward um, there's always been someone or, or people in our paths that tell us no. And I talked about that in a show you right, know, in, the, in the Power of Permission, you know, this no, 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 no. So we right. get conditioned that to believe that we can be anything, have anything, do anything, possess, you know, in, in a good way, anything won't happen. No, no, no. Right. So what you're experiencing in that portion is the power inside of you. You're now aware. You're aware of, hey, wait a minute. I, I could have this. I could be that. I could live here. And so you're now aware of that. So you're now practicing this power of permission. But with that comes the fear because, well, wait a minute. It's new to me. Or I've been right. conditioned for so many X years that it won't happen. Yeah. So, so realize that that's fear of failure. And, and I want to talk also with failure. There are no failures in life. Every okay. single act, every single thing that happens to you is an opportunity, i.e. the oyster and the pearl inside from last week's show. Right. It may look like this rough, hard, awful thing. It's a failure. But when you really look at it, it's not a failure. There's something inside. So, There's a gift inside. So it's so, really more about a transition in the way that I perceive things as it is about necessarily naming it as a failure. Absolutely. Exactly. Because what, what colors it or what shades it a failure your perception of it. Right. You see okay. what I mean? That makes sense. It, the only thing that made it, the only thing that said it was good or a failure or bad was your perception of it. Right. So if you remove that, because, because you'll also, you know, here's an interesting thing, Jennifer is, you know, you have a success or something makes you feel good. You know, you've achieved something. How long does that feeling last? You want me to answer that? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because I, do you get what I'm saying? In I do. Words, I understand what you're saying. I was just hoping you didn't want me to answer it. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I did want you to answer. But what I'm getting at with you is is each each life is constant, and it's our perception that makes something, you know, success or failure. And the no, I totally to get reach. that. I, that yeah. that that makes sense to me. I think also there's the fear of judgment of, you know, people around you who, you know, look at, oh, well, look, you know, if she tried something and it didn't work again, well, you know, she's a loser or whatever. You know, people can be kind of cruel sometimes. Um, and I yes. guess, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. I, I, Go ahead. More, maybe what I'm getting now that you've said that, because that makes a lot of sense to me what you said, but maybe my real fear is about being judged harshly by others when I feel like I'm just trying from a more uh, from a pure place, you know. Well, again, if your intentions, and this is key, so you've hit on something that's very important. If your intentions are pure, i.e. you're not out to hurt anybody, you're not out to uh, right. boast or, or you know, 
brag and all these things. You're out there authentically wanting to do better for yourself than what other people think doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anyways. But as long as you're pure in your intention, then perhaps that's what they're jealous of. That's what they, because, because you can see that when people are struggling with their own issues and they see someone else being pure and authentic and joyful about trying, mm-hmm. right? it reminds them that they're not doing it themselves. Okay, that makes it, sense. You see what I mean? And so yeah, they I don't, do, actually. I really do you know, see what you mean. Yeah. Humanity doesn't like that. They, you know, okay. we, it, it takes a lot to be, you know, be happy for other people because by being happy for them, it comes back to you. May, it may be different people. But all of a sudden, what's coming back to you is a whole new set of opportunities and people and experiences. Because sometimes we have to let go of other people. Sure. If they're not, that you know, happen. people, Esther Hicks talks about this in, in one of her uh, um, seminars, that she she's talking about how people always want you to come down to their disc or their level. Right, yeah. And... It, it mirrors a statement that I kind of make of, you know, how's that working out for you? It doesn't feel <laughs> good. Never feels good. No, so gotcha. some, sometimes okay. you have to say, hey, you come up to my my disc. And if you can't or won't, that's okay. I'm not here to, you know, I'm not here to tell you about your journey. But this one's mine. And I choose to stay up here, you know, experiencing this. Right. And that's and that Jennifer is really about faith, right? It's the faith that you yeah. have this ability. Right. That's uh, that's scary too sometimes, but <laughs> Well, yeah, of course because what you're I mean, what this, you're having, you know, it's a learning process and it's learning I think faith is about learning to trust yourself too and I think all of this is just um you know, really tied into learning to the faith is really the faith in yourself and the forgiveness is the forgiveness in yourself and you know, the gratitude, I mean, it always seems to come back to, like, who do you have to thank first? And I mean, I've really been thinking about the things that you've been saying on your in your shows. And um, it, it's funny, you know, this, it just sort of all comes, pops back up, first me and then. You know what I mean? When I when I go to apply what, you, what you've been talking about. Absolutely, because I'm always saying to you, as... Throughout these shows, what I'm saying to you is always look within. Look within. Yeah, exactly. That's the that's the starting place. Is that's the that's really where you always want to look, because it's only by staying. You know, you have to stay open. You have to be. You know, remain open, remain faithful, and then marry those intentions. Make sure the intention is pure. And I can't. And I'm not. I, I'm not directing this just to you, Jennifer. I'm saying to everyone. No, I, I understand. Yeah. Make sure your intentions are pure, that they're not going to harm anyone. And I'm going to get into that in a minute about how intentions can harm people. But, um, and then realizing that when you marry that pure intention, that honorable intention with mm. willful action, which is where you're, you know, and even when it's scary, I mean, even when it's scary, who's to tell you that, um, you know, if you want this house that I was talking about, and I'm just making right. this up, but, you know, start 
wrapping yourself, I say wrap yourself in goodness, right? Wrap yourself right, yeah. in, right? Wrap yourself in what it will feel like to have that home, to live right. in that home. How will you decorate it? And I'm a big visual person. So I literally will take and make visual boards of what that's going to be. Mm-hmm. I'll look at neighborhoods. I look at the textures of fabrics and, and cut them out and put them up. And here's the chair and this is the living that's room. A good idea. And this yeah. is, and you start, you surround yourself with that. And then you say, I know it will come and then be willing and open to see it. Okay. To keep manifesting it. Okay. All right? Yeah. Did that answer everything? or? I, th- I think so, yeah. All right. Thank well, you so much. You're welcome, and I thank you very much for being a listener and for calling in. And My pleasure. Have a great day. Great. You as well. Thank you so much. Thanks. So Jennifer made great points. It's facing the fear. And what you're really facing is your fear of worthiness. Am I worthy of this intention? That's the fear. It's the power. It's the fear of the power you hold. But it's also the fear of, am I worthy? And the answer is, you are most certainly worthy. So as long as the intention is pure, it's honorable. It is not going to harm others. That's what most, that's what, what's most important. And it all comes together. I'm going to go to Pristine in Atlanta. Hello, Pristine. How are you? Hi. How are you? Great show. I'm doing. I'm doing <laughs> okay, I guess. All right. I'm, I've been in conflict um, about this particular issue for a minute, like years. Okay. I wanna. I wanna have a pretty large and influential environmental group. My intention is to is to support um, environmentally sustainable inventions and technology so, you know, that we're not destroying the earth while we're making progress. And my problem is I know that it's going to inspire anger from very, very powerful political and environmental Damaging companies like, you know, the power companies and the car companies. And so I have this conflict going, you know, I have children. Of course, I want to live. <laughs> I don't I don't want to be perceived as such a threat that they, you know, want to do anything, everything to try to stop me. But I also know that I can't. I can't be as successful and as large as I want to be without causing them to feel threatened by what it is I'm going to be doing. Do you understand what I'm saying? I, I do. I do. And they're, and they're flashing a couple of things in my, my mind's eye, so to speak. Um, so one of the things I want, to, I, I want to caution you on right up front is married with your intention. So your intention is to have these environmental, environmentally sustainable um, products, is that correct? Here, here's the issue that I found. A lot of inventions have already been made. They've been patented, you know, they, right. they've been tested, but they're not marketed. 
Right. So my goal is to market them to, you know, get funding where they might need funding to put to put them in the faces of their target audience. Okay. I have a, a background in marketing, so I know how to do this. It's just I right. know that if I reach the scale and the level that I really want to reach with it, that I'm, you know, potentially putting myself in danger. Right. Okay. Well, here's here's a couple of things that because what you're saying and what's really underlying your intention mm-hmm. is is fear and conflict. Okay. So mm-hmm. you're already and and hear this the right way. You're already starting off on the wrong foot mm-hmm. because you're you're already seeing it before you ever start. Mm-hmm. You're saying to yourself, it's going to be. Um, there's going to be anger, there's going to be conflict, there's going to be, uh, I'm worried about my family, there's going to be all these things, and all of those are negative. Mm-hmm. Every single one you mentioned is negative. So before you ever start, Christine, on this, on this road, you're going to have to fundamentally change your perception of your intention. I know that you believe, and when I say that, what I'm, I know that you believe that what you're wanting to do, that your intention is for the right reason, for good, to, to bring about mm-hmm. good things for the earth and for the environment and for our children and, and generations to come, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Right? I mean, that, that, that's why you're wanting to do this. Mm-hmm. So what you then have to do before you ever start is take a step back and say, why do I have these beliefs or why am I, why am I bringing this negativity to my intention? That's powerful stuff because then when you sit back and you say, okay, wait a minute. Um, I, I, I get what, what they're telling me. Let me, let me, let me add this. They're telling me that you're, you're not, um, uh, what's the word I want to use? Sorry. Uh, um, you're not a stranger to conflict. You've had some harsh experiences in life. Is that true? Very much so. <laughs> okay. So they're saying that you're not a stranger to conflict and that right. thereby, because of these life experiences that you've had, you're coloring your intention, this honorable intention with that lens. And, and I know that that's, that's not, you know, necessarily, um, it's not easy to, to not do that because we have life experiences. Mm-hmm. But if your intention is pure here, if your intention is to really do well and do good mm-hmm. by the earth and society and, and humanity, then the opportunity for you here is to Look at this same, look at these same patents and these same products and this same agenda, these intentions. How can you marry them in a positive way with these companies or these perceived combatant enemies? Because you're already looking at them as a, they're combatant em- enemies. This company is going to be an enemy. This political person is an enemy. This company is an enemy. 
Mm-hmm. You're you're all that you see what I mean? You're looking at it so you're in yeah, your intention is so shaded and colored by conflict that what you're gonna bring to yourself is conflict. More conflict. Mm-hmm. And, okay. and, and and Pristine, you don't want that. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> you don't I want really more don't. conflict. <laughs> so <laughs> You know, I, I, what what they're saying to me is this is an interesting process for you about permission, forgiveness, and intention. That's what they're saying to me is you uh, you haven't really forgiven the people that have you haven't forgiven the circumstances, you haven't forgiven yourself, you haven't forgiven the people that created all of these previous life experiences you've moved on mm-hmm. but you've held on too mm-hmm. is that true very true right so so what they're saying to you is in order for this to be a, a, a success you have a choice here and they're showing me two very clear paths the current path that you're on with the current agenda, with the current beliefs, with the current intentions, is going to bring you more conflict. And in a certain okay. way, you've really upped the ante because now you want to take this conflict public. <laughs> <laughs> do you see what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah, so you're really up in the ante here. You're like, woo, let's go for broke. I'm not done with being, you know, abused and battered. Let's go. The other path is to say, okay, first recognize that that's really what's going on. Own that. Mm-hmm. And, and really see, ah, you know, what the universe is, is telling me is true. I've, I've moved on, but I've held on. I haven't let go of any of this. I haven't forgiven anything. It's still inside of me. And, that, and that's very toxic. That is toxic stuff. Mm-hmm. So you want to let go of that. Mm-hmm. And, and then when you sit back and you look at these opportunities, because they're always, you know, as, as Jennifer from Paris, there is no failure. Even if you chose option A, and I haven't gotten to B yet, but if, even if you continued with option A, it's not a failure because the pearl inside is that you're going to learn that you weren't done with conflict. You see what I mean? At some point, if you had continued on that journey, if we hadn't had this conversation and you just went about it and you went, you went the way that you were approaching it, it wouldn't necessarily be, it's it's not a failure. It's just that you're going to learn a lot more about conflict because you weren't done with it. Right. Okay. So now we go option B. Option B is about owning owning your stuff, seeing it, really digging into it. What was my participation? What am I responsible for? And start forgiving yourself. Start looking for, and when I say forgive, look for the gifts in the experiences. I, I know, Pristine, they were tough. They're, they're, I'm not sugarcoating this. I, what I get very strongly is that they were not fun experiences. Mm-hmm. But in them, even in the worst act, 
somewhere there's a gift. Somewhere there's a lesson in a gift. And once you kind of see those, once you start allowing yourself to see those gifts, then you'll look and you'll say, ah, option two is, with what I want to do, is I could work collectively with these companies. Do some research and say, okay, maybe company L, M, and Q are, are, are going to be challenging or not so great. But, but look at all of them with an open mind. Who might you co-create something with? Even if their agenda is different than yours, you can find commonality. And, and sometimes there, there was a great gentleman, and I'm, and I'm forgetting his name, but he wrote a very important book about how the masses, how people... If you to to overcome you know tyranny and um, oppression and all of these things, you can go out and fight. You can go out and meet anger with anger and hate with hate, and and you can do all of that. But what do you get? More anger, more hurt, more hate. Mm-hmm. That's what you get. And he basically mm-hmm. said he wrote the rule book on how to mobilize people in the goodness of the change they wanted to see. You're wanting goodness and change. Mm-hmm. How how you go about it is the key part. You can go about it with this is goodness and this is opportunity and I'm going to be a willing partner with these companies. Even though you right. might believe they won't do it. But if mm-hmm. you come, you know, if, if your delivery is good, if your intention is good, mm-hmm. if it's pure, then you start opening the doors of possibilities because maybe your first stop is to get people on board with you in a positive way, not an anger way, not a confrontational mm-hmm. way, but in a positive way, a good way. Then you go to these people and you say, we have something. This is an opportunity for you to do better or to do differently. And we're here. Look how many people I've amassed to help you. Mm-hmm. See, then it's an opportunity, not a threat. Right. But if you're the same hundred thousand people screaming and hollering and, you know, burning down mm-hmm. the bridges, so to speak, you're a threat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all in how you go about it. And it's all about how it's about your intention. So right. start there. Um, and, and if you would, I would love for you to follow up, you know, send me an email, uh, uh, you can reach me through dearjames.com and just send me an email and and a follow-up. I'd like to hear from you, you know, periodically just to see how it's really working out. I definitely will. Thank you so much. You have no idea. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I thank you. I'm glad that you had the courage to call in and, and please do follow up with me. That would be awesome. I will, definitely. I'll All right. It. Thank you, Christine. Okay. Bye-bye. So, interesting, interesting thing. I'm going to go to a quick uh, commercial break here, and you're listening to Dear James Live on the radio here on the Contact Talk Radio Network, and we are talking about the power of intention. We'll be right back.
available for private, individual, group, and corporate consultations. Dear James will provide you with the intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions. Schedule your consultation by going to www.dearjames.com and click on Consultation. Inspiration, love, acceptance. Who in this great universe inspires you? Whose love do you cherish? Who accepts you just for you? When was the last time you were inspired? When was the last time you told someone they're loved? When was the last time you accepted someone just as they are? Our words matter. Our deeds matter. Our lives matter. Inspiration, love, acceptance. Be the change you want to see in the world. www.dearjames.com and click on Inspiration. When you ask a question, the universe hears you, and in a multitude of ways, they communicate to you the intuitive insight, answers, and advice you seek. Ask Dear James a question and experience the magic of the universe. Visit DearJames.com and click Ask. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Dear James Live here on the Contact Talk Radio Network. We are talking about the power of intention and two great calls um, from Jennifer and in uh, Paris and Christine in Atlanta. Um, I wanted to mention, I forgot to mention at the top of the show, um, the definition of intention. And the definition is a determination to act in a certain way. For me, that says it all. A determination to act in a certain way. We choose. We choose our intentions. We choose how to act in a certain way. And so that's what the power of intention is all about. It, it is about choosing pure intentions, being mindful, like with Pristine in Atlanta, you know, be mindful of what your emotions and your feelings are underneath that intention. Because that really is the pure intention. What you're saying is one thing, but what you're feeling under it is the real intention. And that is powerful stuff. Um, Shirley MacLaine was doing um, a lot of seminars across the U.S., uh, some years ago, and she was in a ballroom at a hotel. There was a thousand people, um, and she was. It was a metaphysical um, retreat or seminar, if you will. And they heard a lot of commotion and everything outside of the ballroom. So she went to take a break, and she stuck her head out the doors and came back and, and asked them, "Hey, what's going on?" And they said, "Ah, oh, there's a main water line that's." broken it's gushing water everywhere there's a lot of commotion they can't get it to stop this type of thing and she said huh okay so after the break she goes back in and 
she basically says to the thousand plus crowd, listen, let's, let's meditate on this, um, broken water main that's wreaking all this havoc, um, with the intention to stop it. And let's just give that a try and see what happens. So imagine, you know, thousand plus people start meditating and visualizing and feeling this water main, this massive water main leak stopping. Well, within, you know, 10 minutes or so, all of a sudden the power goes out in the, in the, in the hotel, in the ballroom, the air conditioning units go down the whole bit and they kind of finish the meditation and Miss McLean gets up and goes out and says, Hey, what's happening now? And the, the same gentleman says, well, it's really quite odd. All of a sudden, this massive water main, uh, the, the, you know, the, the power of the water and everything, this water main just stopped. It just stopped leaking. You know, it stopped spewing water everywhere. But inadvertently, it's evidently now flooding the basement of the hotel where all of the controls and everything are for the hotel. So everything's gone out. And she looked at him and said, hmm, okay. And she said that she realized then the enormity and the power of intention because here were these thousand plus people at this ballroom meditating on the intention of stopping this leak, which they did, but not realizing that, well, it stopped coming out over here, but now it's over here. So she said, you know, Ah, you know, how you, how you harness this power of intention is unknown. You know, you have to really be careful. And, and that it brings me into a point that I want to make about your intentions must be pure. They can never be used to harm yourself, another, because what you're doing is immediately bringing that harm to yourself. And, you know, the power of intention, Lynn Grab, Lynn Grabhorn, she has a, she's a New York Times bestseller author, and she has an amazing book called Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting. And if you go on DearJames.com, you'll see this book. Um, it's on the featured, uh, on the latest page. So you can click on the latest and you'll see it up top, or you can go to the tools area, click on tools and you'll see it. And I, I really implore all of you to take a look at this book and read it. Because she talks about how you int keeping your valves open, your positivity opening. And when you intend in a proper way, large and small, and when you keep it pure, those little intentions like, I intend to have a beautiful day. I intend to get to the grocery store or to my appointment on time. I intend to have a nice parking spot. Those are the little things. But they, they beget the next great thing. All of these play upon themselves. But she's also very uh, mindful of do no harm. And that is very, very important with intention and the power of intention. Do no harm. Um, dare to want because by changing, by, by move from, a lot of people will say, I know what I don't want, but they don't know what they want. If you're focusing on the don't wants, you're in negative territory. So move your don't wants into wants. What do you want? 
What are those wants and desires? And then change those into intentions. Once you've figured out what the want is, but dare to want, i.e. Jennifer from Paris, dare to want, even though you've been told no before. Dare to want, even though someone might laugh or someone might ridicule or someone might say, I told you so. Dare to want because there is no failure in life. They're all opportunities. Dare to want because that's what you're meant to do. That's what life is about. It is to intend, to want, to achieve. And in that, visualize it, feel it, know that it's there, and know that it will come. And visualize, 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 feel it, feel it, feel it. So important. Marry these elements together. It's the primary color to the secondary color to the to the multiple colors to the entire spectrum. That's what we're looking at. And that's what lays before you each and every day. It's opportunity. So the power of intention. I thank you all very much for listening today. It's been an amazing show. Uh, thank you, Jennifer and Pristine, for calling in. And again, next week is... Coming up next week is Gratitude 2.0. We're going to have a panel discussion, and we will move and, and culminate and, uh, and end on, I believe, March 13th. We'll end the first five uh, elements of the Power Of series. And with that, I just want to leave you this one thought. No matter where you are, no matter whom you're with, and no matter what you're doing, wrap yourselves in goodness. I thank you all. You've been listening to Dear James live on the radio here on the Contact Talk Radio Network. It was the power of intention. And coming up at the top of the hour is Sheila and Hans. I'll see you next week. You've been listening to Dear James Live on the radio with your host, Dear James. Gain intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions and so much more by tuning in next week and visiting DearJames.com.